Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. episode 552. My name is Paul Garcia and I am the host of Spurs Test. I'm going to be going solo for this episode 552 and really the goal of this episode is just to uh, kind of recap what happened in, in round one of the FIBA World Cup um, over in China uh, with, with some of the Spurs players and also uh, their, their head coach Greg Popovich. So that's kind of what this episode is going to be about, basically diving into what, what happened in round one, um, looking analyzing some of the Spurs specific players and then also, uh, you know, heading into looking at round two as that approaches um, this coming weekend for the Spurs. So let's begin first with Coach Pop um, and Derek White. They are both representing Team USA. They went 3-0 and in group play for round one. They beat the, the Czech Republic um, 88-67. Then they had a very close overtime win against, against Turkey 93-92. And then their last game of round one was a blowout against Japan uh, where they won 98-45 and they... They led by over 60 points at one time, and that game was over pretty fast. Uh, and so now that, that you know Team USA is undefeated, they're, uh, I'll talk about who they're going to play a little bit later uh, as, as they go into to advance into the next round. I do want to highlight Derek White, who has been playing for Team USA. Um, you know, we saw we saw White make the team after a lot of guy, different guys dropped out. Um, you know, his chances of making of making the final squad started to to, to improve. And then when Kyle Kuzma got hurt right at the end, it basically solidified that he, that that the USA wouldn't have to really cut a player because Kuzma's injury would keep him out of play. So so we've seen Derek White now play. He's the fourth guard off the bench where he's kind of um, he, he's behind Kemba Walker and Donovan Mitchell, and then also you know he'll play alongside Marcus Smart as well off the bench. Um, so so that's kind of what his role's been, more of a backup role. And, and depending on on where the game is at is where you're kind of seeing his minutes. So against the Czech Republic. You know, USA it was it was pretty close at first, and then the second quarter they kind of got a, a pretty comfortable lead, and they ended up winning by a 21 that day. 
And then against Japan, uh, they, they won easily that game. Um, so, so those are games where you saw Derek play, play a good amount of minutes. Uh, whereas the game that was close against Turkey, you know, he only plays spot minutes just to basically give Donovan Mitchell and Kemba a, a breather. And then, you know, they, he, Coach Pop would take him out and uh, put those two guys back in. And, you know, they, they'd play the majority of the minutes. So so here are stats right now through, through round one. Um, he's playing 15.2 minutes, like I, like I mentioned. You know, some of that is a lot of minutes if they're easy teams. And then some of that, uh, the minutes are, are very, very um, crunched because of the, the level of the opponent, like in Turkey. Uh, he's averaging 5.3 points. He's shooting 40% from the floor in the FIBA tournament so far. He's, he's averaging three assists, two rebounds, two turnovers, and 1.7 steals. Uh, he's shooting 20% from, from three, but again, he's only taking 1.7 of those attempts right now. Uh, one of the things I think that, that you see there is that, that one point, those two turnovers, should I say? Um, I think that's, that's where when we, when we look at the, the, the biggest game for him, which is the Turkey game. That was a situation where he did have some early, some some quick turn, turnovers. I think in the first and third quarter, and so again, that's where you saw saw um you know his his uh his limit of his minutes is is is, is very very um you know limited right now just because of you know at the minute he makes a, a mistake you know everything's at, at stake right now in these in these games uh before the U.S. had 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 uh, qualified to advance to the next game. So for him, you know, if, if he had a turnover. Uh, you know, it, it was it was pretty short bet that pretty soon Mitchell or, or Kemba Walker were going to check in for him. Um, so, again, he hasn't really got to do a lot. Uh, you know, he's played a very stable game. You know, he, he, if the shot's there, he'll take it. He, he's trying to look for the pass a lot more, especially in pick and roll action, um, trying to trying to get the big guys, um, you know, fed as he drives in. He's doing a really good job with dribble penetration. And again, it, it kind of depends on the level of the opponent against um against Japan and against the Czech Republic, he could kind of get into the lane and, and kind of uh, uh, facilitate for his teammates, get them good quality shots. Whereas against Turkey, you know, that, that not only Derek, but a lot of the other USA players had trouble getting in that game. And that's why we saw that USA almost fell uh, in overtime to Turkey. So again, it, it, he's having a very stable game. He's not asked to do too much right now. He's just basically asking there to, to run the offense. You know, if the shots there, take it, if it's not, you know, get, get shots open for your teammates, um, you know, play good defense, uh, a, a play that a lot of people are talking about on social media is, is one of the defensive plays highlighted in the game against Turkey when it's him and Marcus Smart in the backcourt. And a lot of, of folks are, are basically talking about that play because that's kind of what, what, what the Spurs want their backcourt to look like in terms of the defensive ability when you have not Derek and Marcus Smart, but down the road you're going to have uh, possibly DeJounte Murray and Derek White uh, in San Antonio together in that backcourt. And that's what a lot of people want to see defensively. So when you have Derek, a very high IQ, high IQ defender, very physical defender, a guy who has a lot of length, then you're going to match him up with, with uh, DeJounte Murray. They're going to be able to you know call out screens, be able to switch, um, be able to get around uh, different kind of screen action, um, be, be there for, as a help defender. So there's a lot of pluses to seeing Marcus Smart and Derek next to each other, and you want to hope that that's what the Dejounte Murray, Derek White backcourt could look like to help the Spurs uh, get back into being a top 15 defense again, which is something that they weren't last year. So again, that's kind of where, where USA is at with Derek White. Um, you know, as they as they progress into the, to the tougher rounds now, going advancing into round two, and then and then hopefully into the, the, the other qualifying rounds. Uh, you know, trying to go for a gold medal. Uh, again, I think that it kind of depends on the situation. You know, unless somebody gets in foul trouble or a guard gets hurt, I don't see Pop giving him a lot of minutes. But, but you know, who, who knows what could happen? Maybe somebody, like I said, maybe somebody gets in foul trouble like Kemba or Donovan Mitchell or Marcus Smart. And so you need Derek. And, and you know, that's where that's where the, the, the pressure is really going to be there for him. And we'll see if he steps up. So he's having, a, you know, a pretty stable um, start to the World Cup for a guy who, who who really wasn't on the roster at first and then and basically made his way up there and, earn, and earned that spot. Next, I want to talk about Patty Mills uh, in Australia. Australia went 3-0 as well in a group play. They defeated Canada 108-92. 
Then they defeated Senegal 81-68. And their last game was a close one. They barely won against Lithuania, who's really good as well. Uh, Australia won that game 87-82. So now, so now Australia is headed into the next round as well. Patty has been has been spectacular for, for Australia, like he usually is for the national team. Um, he's their leading scorer right now, averaging 20 points. He's taking 13.7 shots a game, shooting 6.3 threes and making uh, 31.6% of those. Um, he's also aver- he's also given the free throw line for Australia, 5.7 free throw, free throw attempts, um, three assists, uh, what is this, one and a half uh, rebounds, 2.3 turnovers and one steal a game. Now, one thing I want to I want to talk about with Patty that I see a lot on Twitter is I get the question, you know, why doesn't he play like this with the Spurs? Why isn't he averaging 20 points and, you know, being this good for, for San Antonio when it's the season? And, and that is part of, um, you know, just the system and the team that he's playing with and also the, the style of play that, he, that he's playing with. So it really comes down to his role in San Antonio. He's a, he's coming off the bench. He's he's basically, um, you know, the backup point guard. He's very limited uh, in terms of the, the, the type of shots he can take. He's basically out there to just run the offense. And then if, if the open three is there, then he takes that open three. Whereas with Australia, I mean, he's their offense, like their their go to guy. So he's getting, like I said, he's getting thirteen point seven shots for this team. He's able to create for himself, create for others. He has a lot more responsibility with this team because he is one of the few guys who can actually, you know, create his own shot on that team. And then you see that that you know, not only is, is he launching the threes, but he's also by being the the, the, the aggressor, being the guy who who they always look to to get their offense going. Uh, he ends up getting to the free throw line as well. So you know, and also the, the defenders are different, the system's different. Uh, you know, you can talk about the three again; it's a little bit closer in FIBA. Maybe he's a little bit more used to that ball as well. Uh, so, so again, there, there's different reasons why Patty doesn't play like that in the, in, with the Spurs. And, and we've kind of seen that in the London Olympics. I think I want to say he averaged close to 30 points. And, you know, so, so I, I know that Australia, um, you know, national team Patty Mills version is really, really good. And we see that, you know, he's one of the, uh, the one of the better players in, in this tournament. Uh, and then, of course, when he goes back to San Antonio, you can't keep your expectations at that level. Maybe he'll play better than last season. But again, he, he, he's, he's going to be coming off the bench for the Spurs. Uh, and, he, and he has a very, very um, he has a lot more limited role with San Antonio where he needs to fit into the scheme of that system for them because he has other guys who can score. He has LaMarcus. He has De, uh, DeMar DeRozan. He has Rudy Gay out there with him. So, so there's a lot of already a lot of um, players out there who can score. Whereas with Australia, he, he's one of their best scorers and he's one of their guys that, that has to get them going. So, so, you know, Patty's having a really good tournament so far uh, to start. So we'll see if he carries that forward. Uh, next, Italy and Marco Bellinelli, they went 2-1 and one in group play. Italy defeated the Philippines 108-62. Then they beat Angola 92-61. And then their first loss came to uh, a team that's projected to possibly win it all, which is Serbia. Uh, and they, they they lost that one 92-77. It was pretty close, but then in, in the fourth quarter, actually in the second half, Serbia started to kind of pull away with all, with all the amount of talent that they have. And, and they showed why, again, they're, they're one of the favorites to uh, win this, this whole thing. Uh, Marco Bellinelli, he's, he's playing really well for Italy. He's averaging 24 and a half minutes. He's their second leading scorer with 13.7 points per game. He's taking nine shots a game, shooting 52% from the floor. He's, uh, he's attempting 4.3 threes and making 46% of those. He's averaging three assists, 3.3 rebounds, uh, 1.7 turnovers, and again, two of steals. So again, um, you know, for for Belly too, you know, it, it's it's he's getting a, a little bit more shots uh, um, for for us for uh, Italy. I know he starts as well. So it's again for him too. It's kind of like a different role with the Spurs. He's coming off the bench. He's a six man who who they hope can spark the team, kind of uh, get those crazy three crazy threes going with, with uh, like on a run like he does off the bench. Uh, and, and you know they, they don't run as many um, possessions for him. Whereas with Italy, he can be one of their go to guys. He's he's actually their second leading scorer, and, and we see that right now. He is he is playing pretty well uh, for Italy. 
and, and they have a good team, honestly. They have Danilo Gallinari out there. They have a few other players. Uh, Gigi Datomi, who used to play in the NBA, and um, so now he's overseas. So so they have a good squad. Um, they're one of the better teams out there. So, so you know, Bellinelli's definitely in it, and, and they're going to continue to advance right now uh, in the FIBA World Cup. The last Spurs player representing right now is, uh, is Chemezi Metu. His squad is Nigeria, and they went one and two in group play. So they are actually um, not out, but they're out of they're they're out of advancing. They're going to still play some more games, and I'll get into some details of how that's going to take place a little bit later. But they are technically out of the uh, advancing to try to get that gold medal. So so um, by by losing their first two games. So so just to kind of uh, recap what happened to, to Nigeria, they, they've lost their their first two games pretty close, and, and they've been some decent teams. Russia they lost eighty two seventy seven. They had a chance to win that game, but then down the fourth. They, you know they're a young team with some NBA players um, and, and some other good international players, but they couldn't uh, put it together to get the win against Russia. They played a very good competitive game against Argentina, who you know has a lot of experience, has guys that have been there before. Uh, we've seen Argentina over the years uh, with, with their system that they have and, and how they have that continuity year after year with their players. So they lost to Argentina 94-81. Again, Nigeria was in that game, but then there they go in the fourth quarter where their, their youth just kind of uh, took over and, and they couldn't close, uh, you know, kind of keep pace with the, which Argentina, Argentina and Argentina made those veteran moves to, um, you know, you know, uh, play, play that type of basketball and basically pull away and, and win that game by 13 points. And then um, Nigeria had their best game and, and they played Korea. They beat them by, by a. 108-66, they beat him uh, pretty badly, and, and that was a blowout for Nigeria, and that's where he, Chemezi had his best game. Uh, I put that on Twitter if you want to go follow me, at Paul Garcia NBA. I put um, three of the three-pointers that he made. And so let's, let me talk about Chemezi a little bit. Um, you know, right now he's averaging 19.9 minutes. He's coming off the bench for Nigeria. Uh, he's shooting 7.3 shots. He's making 50% of those. He's taking 2.3 three-point attempts and making 57.1%. Uh, he's also averaging... Um, 11.3 points, 6.3 rebounds, and 1.3 assists, 1.7 turnovers, and 1.7 blocks. So if, you, if you've been on ProjectSpurs.com, you'll notice that when it comes to Nigeria's games, I've actually been watching those in detail. I've actually been watching the entire game and writing down a lot of different notes and observations on Chemezi. And, and the reason why I did this is because we really haven't seen um, – how Chemezi Metu has progressed. We know that last year, uh, you know, he he barely played any kind of minutes in the San Antonio Spurs uh, team where he was basically playing garbage time uh, with with the Spurs and he spent most of the year in Austin. So unless you watch the Austin Spurs, then, um, you know, you kind of have a feel for who Chemezi Metu is. But if you didn't watch as much Austin Spurs Spurs basketball, then he's kind of still like an open book. You don't really know, you know, outside of what what he came into with the draft and and maybe last year's summer league, the year before, should I say, uh, you know, you don't know what kind of what kind of player he is. And so I was really eager this past summer to see, um, you know, how, how he progressed. And I wanted to see how he played in Las Vegas or in Utah in the summer league. But then he had an injury, so he didn't play in, in either of those tournaments. So so we didn't really get to see Chemezi at all. And I, I haven't really seen any kind of videos of him working out or adding things to his game. So so for me, I was very intrigued to see, you know, what kind of summer has Chemezi had? Has he added anything to his game? You know, how is he developing? And so I was really happy to see that he was playing for Nigeria. And even though he doesn't start... You know, you can see some some good and bad of, of where his game's headed uh, in these in these three games that he's played so far. You know, like I mentioned in the Russia game, in the Argentina game, they were losses for Nigeria, and he did. But but you know, the coach kept him out there in all four quarters. He played he played minutes, and so again, even though he's a young player, he had some mistakes on offense uh, with the turnovers were, were a pretty big issue for him in those two games. Uh, defensively, he'll miss some assignments. He's he's a little bit late on help defense at times. Uh, but then he shows some strengths. You know, in, in those same games, you know, he 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 can make some smart moves 
where, uh, you know, they're giving the ball in the post and he'll face up a defender and he'll basically drive by him and get to the foul line. He did that pretty well against Argentina and Russia um, on the defensive end. In those games, there was a few plays where he made some really good help blocks where he was on time to help at the rim. He helped deter some shots. So you see that, that you know, the, the positives and the negatives there when he actually plays a, a real competitive game. And then, um, you know, I, I know that in, in the Korea game, you know, it, he, it was his best scoring performance for sure. But again, they were up by, by almost 40 points. So, you, you know, you, you do have to judge, you know, the context of it. You know, that is a blowout. You, your confidence is a lot higher when, when your whole team is just basically, uh, uh, you know, beating somebody by over 20 points. But he did have a really good game there. And one thing I've noticed from him um, is his three-point shot. It's really fluid right now. He's not being shy about taking it. Um, he's not hesitating. And, it, you know, those spot-up threes, it's not like he's like he's like doing um, pull-up James Harden types threes. He's just doing clean spot-up threes where he sets a pick and pops or he basically spots up. And you see his confidence start to build where he's like basically at, at times when he'll make one or two, he'll, he'll, ask for, he'll, he'll be asking for the ball, waving his teammates, hey, get, get the ball to me, and he's ready to shoot. So, again, that's something where you hope that he brings that to the NBA uh, when, when the season starts uh, in October, that, that he's able to be a pick and pop type of big or spot up type of big. And he has that confidence. Now, one thing I do want to say about that percentage for him from three is that you have to remember that in FIBA, the line is closer. It's about one foot closer. It's about 22 feet, um, almost like two, two, two feet closer, really. So the, so the whole line is 22 feet, which is basically the equivalency of the NBA corner three. So think of the FIBA line as the corner three for the NBA throughout the whole distance. Now, we know in the NBA that the, the, the line is 23.9 at the arc. So that is a further three for Chemezi and Marco and Patty and all these other guys that are that are shooting well from three in this FIBA tournament. But again, if Chemezi's making that shot right now pretty fluidly uh, at 22 feet, that means that right now in the corner at the NBA level, he's going to be fine shooting that shot as well. So, so again, I'm not, um, you know, just in this three game sample size, I'm not sure he's still going to, he's probably not going to get, um, you know, any kind of minutes with the Spurs right now with the, with the San Antonio Spurs, you know, uh, but he has this chance to prove himself in training camp and preseason when, you know, when LaMarcus rest tonight or Rudy Gay or Trey Lyles or somebody like that, Damari Carroll, then, then pops to give him some minutes in the preseason. So he really has to make the most of that, especially, um, you know, defensively, he has to be there as that, that type of help defender, that switchy, uh, defender who can basically guard guards at different times. Uh, he, he has to do his best that he can to impress pop and then also on offense you know not take bad shots there's, there's times when he tries to go one-on-one a little bit too much and he'll turn the ball over but again d- do what's within the system and that's setting a pick and popping out or, or just spotting up from three and if he shoots it with confidence again that'll maybe make the coaching th- staff um, put put him uh, somewhere on the roster where they can think maybe down the line he, he can p- possibly take somebody's role in their minutes but um, overall I, I do still think though that uh, you know he ends up most of the year in Austin and and the the, the, the interesting thing about Chemezi is that, um, you know, you, you look at his contract. Now, this season is guaranteed uh, the entire season, but next season, next offseason, uh, 2020, it's actually non-guaranteed. So really, in a way, it's tough because he can't really prove himself how, how much he, how much he's, he's ready to play because there's just so many other players in front of him in the rotation. I mean, you got LaMarcus in the front court. You got you got Jakob Pertl. You got Rudy Gay. You got Damari Carroll. You have Trey Lyles. You have Lucas Simonich. You have all these different guys, even Drew Eubanks on a two-way. You have all these different guys in front of him, so it's going to be tough for him to crack any kind of minutes rotation to prove himself. Uh, but, you know, the Spurs do have to make a, a decision sometime next summer when they have to just say, you know, is, is are we going to guarantee his deal next year and he's going to take a, a roster spot again? 
or or do we just waive him so that way you know it's not really a cap hit for the team and they could sign somebody else so so that's why it's it's going to be an interesting year for Chemezi uh, again I'm really I was really excited that he actually um played in this tournament because I got to actually evaluate his game and you know just see see how much he's progressed and I will still be doing this for his last two games that he's going to play and I'll get into uh, why he's going to have two more games in a little bit uh, get, doing these very detailed recaps uh, again go to projectspurs.com look for those um the FIBA um each day I've been basically updating and when you click on the games with Chemezi Metu's names, you'll, you'll see some very detailed quarter by quarter analysis of what he's doing on each end of the floor. And, and sometimes if I can get it, if it's a play that he makes that's very adaptable to the NBA uh, game, like those three point shots, I'm actually putting those on Twitter. But if it's like a one on one move and he just like, like does like a spin move by one guy, we know he's probably not going to do that with the Spurs uh, on a nightly basis. So that's why I'm not putting those type of plays um, over on, on, online. So again, Chemezi has been pretty impressive. I'm, I'm really interested to see how he does in these last two games uh, of the FIBA World Cup. So again, that kind of recaps um, round one of the FIBA World Cup and, and where the Spurs players um, have progressed and where, where they stand. And now let's get into our second topic, which is uh, discussing where, where all of these guys go now going forward. So like I mentioned, Team USA, Italy, and Australia, they're, they, they've made it into round two. They, they, all three of these teams still have a chance at uh, you know, getting gold uh, down the line, whereas Nigeria, you know, they're out of, of, of as far as advancing. So Team USA, their, their first game is going to take place on Saturday against Greece. So we, we know who that is. That's Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's going to be a very interesting um, game for the Spurs, for, not for the Spurs, for Team USA, just because they're seeing a guy who they're pretty used to, all these players, uh, even Chris Middleton's on his own team and Brooke Lopez as well. So, I mean, these, he's going to be playing against two of his, uh, his own teammates. But again, Giannis is, you know, he's, he's basically the, the, the best player in this tournament. Uh, when we're talking about just who's the best player, I mean, he's the best player in the NBA right now if you just look at the MVP standings. So, so yeah, they're, they're going to be facing um, Greece. They are beatable. We saw that, um, uh, who was it? I think it was uh, Brazil beat them in, in, uh, in group play. So, so they are a beatable team. But again, you know, how does USA fare against them on Saturday? Then the USA second game in the second round is against Brazil on Monday. So they're going to play Brazil on Monday. Uh, Italy, their their first game um, in round two is on Friday against Spain. And we know who Spain is. You know, it's got Marcus Saul. It's got Ricky Rubio. A lot of uh, uh, NBA players on that squad as well. Very, very um, experienced team. Uh, then on Sunday, they're going to play Puerto Rico, Italy. Australia, their first game in round two will be Saturday against the Dominican Republic. And then on Monday, they're going to play France uh, as well. So so they're going to have, uh, you know, France has some maybe a player as well on their roster. And then Nigeria, they're going into what we call the classification round. And they're going to be playing um, two games. They're going to play on Friday. They're going to play the Ivory Coast. And then on Sunday, they're going to be playing China. And that's their final game. So those will be – so if you want to catch Chemezi Metu, um, those will be the last two times you can see him in terms of the World Cup is, uh, is Friday and Sunday against those two teams. So let's talk about the scoring system and how this works because um, it's a little confusing and I really had to, you know, I had to uh, research it and figure it out. So, so here's how it works. Um, Team USA, Coach Pop and Derek White, they're in a group of four teams right now in round two in group what they call Group K. So it's USA with six points overall, Brazil with six points, Greece with five points, and, and the Czech Republic with five points. So after they each play these next two games, it's whoever's in the top two of Group K get to advance into the um, basically the, the, the elimination tournament. So so USA, uh, you know, basically has two more games. And, the, you know, if they win them, it's going to be easier for them to get in. But if they start losing those games, then it gets tricky, depending on how Greece and uh, the Czech Republic and Brazil uh, fare in their games. For Group J, which is Italy, they, they're in a tough bracket. Oof. I mean, they got Serbia, who has six points at the top. Spain, six points. Italy has five, like I mentioned, and they got Puerto Rico there with five. So Italy really has to try to get a win against Serbia 
uh, I mean, against Spain um, and Puerto Rico there to, to try to, to, to try to advance for Marco Bellinelli. Uh, Australia is in group L and at the top of their, their, their um, leaderboard is France with six points. Australia themselves has six points. Then you got Lithuania with five, who, who I mentioned was a tough opponent for them, and then Dominican Republic with five. And so, again, th- their best chance is to try to beat France and the Dominican Republic to try to advance. And now, um, the cl- as far as Nigeria, they're, they're in with, like, like I mentioned, they're in the classification round. And, and basically, if, if, they, if they win their two games, uh, they're, they're going to have a better chance of placing in, in terms of 17 through 32, the final rankings uh, of where they'll finish out the entire tournament. So more that's just more, again, f- so for how they're going to finish. Do you want to finish, you know, in, in that 32, in that that 32 spot or do you want to put a second 17th it, it's just kind of that that's kind of where where where, where that lies for Chimezi Metu in Nigeria so you know as as uh we'll see what happens now in, in round two of the um FIBA qualifying tournament um see, see what happens with these Spurs players uh and, and how they're progressing uh you know once Chimezi gets knocked out of, of the tournament I'll probably be doing a little bit more um deep dives uh of analysis into Derek White's games uh if he's playing a lot of minutes if um of Marco Bellinelli and Patty Mills as well since they're both in round two as well so so you know just keep checking projectspurs.com we'll continue to provide some updates on the FIBA World Cup and and as we know you know it's already it's already early September which means at the end of the month NBA training camps will be starting and in October's here and that's it the preseason comes training camp and season's on its way it's coming pretty fast uh, for the San Antonio Spurs team. So for ProjectSpurs.com, I am Paul Garcia. Thank you again real quick to Michael DeLeon for mixing and editing this this episode. You can follow us at, at the Spurs cast. And uh, thanks and have a great day. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.